I'm Rabina Ahmed Huck filling in for Alex Pearson all morning. This is the Alex Pearson show. Uh, as we were talking about with Greg just before the break there, uh, this mayoral race, which is uh, taking place currently, their mayor, uh, mayoral candidates are uh, campaigning, has had very little uh, coverage outside of, you know, John Tory. We don't really know who else is running. We're not as aware. There hasn't been much chatter on social media. Uh, the race is less than, a, uh, the, the, the election rather, is less than a month away, October 24th. And uh, there is some concern that we're having this debate-free mayoral race and the incumbent is just going to, you know, go back right into being the mayor and we're not going to hear from anybody else. So talk about this and why this is something that we should be concerned about, why we should be hearing from the other candidates. Uh, we're joined by John Lawrence. He's senior editor of Spacing Magazine. Hi, John. Hi, how are you? Great. I wanted to start by asking you, uh, what's sort of your uh, reaction to the way that this race has been covered, even by media? I mean, are we talking enough about the candidates that are out there and, and their ideas? Well, I think the media coverage is ramping up, right? Um, uh, I think that, you know, we could talk a whole lot more about it. Um, I mean, it's a very important race. Uh, you know, local government touches touches us at every moment of the day, from when we set foot on the sidewalk to when we flush the toilet. So, uh, we should be talking a lot about it. Um, and uh, you know, we're probably not talking enough about it. Yeah, and I mean, there are there are great ideas out there. Uh, one candidate, of course, uh, pushing the idea of the the fifteen minute walkable city, which is something that in the city of Toronto, a lot of densely populated areas, uh, you know, could absolutely uh, uh, have that uh, kind of environment where everything was walkable. So these are great ideas that are coming out, but we're not hearing about them. And one of those reasons is a lack of debate. Uh, there's one scheduled for October seventeenth uh, after the early polls have closed, and there's only been another there's only one other debate that's uh, happening and it's going to happen over zoom something that we're all kind of sick of watching things on zoom um do you think we need to have more public debates in order for for torontonians to know who the candidates are so they can they can cast their ballot with a little bit more information oh absolutely i mean i think that the situation with the debates in this election cycle is disgraceful um the uh, you know there have been uh, elections that have been held since 2003, which featured like, you know, dozens of debates or even if not quite that many, but a lot of debates. And it's, it, you know, to my mind, it, it, it allows the candidates to share their views uh, with, with residents and with voters and to debate those views, which is what, why we have elections. Uh, and, the participation in debates is a sign of respect by the candidate for the voters, right? So, I mean, we all pay taxes, we all use services, and, you know, we have a right to engage with the people who are, you know, seeking to run the municipality. And the notion that there are no debates, you know, you, I mean, just going to people's websites is not sufficient. Um, mm -hmm. And so this is a big problem. And I think it really, uh, I'm, I've been quite critical of the mayor for ducking the debates. And uh, I think that we need to sort of find a new way of doing this because this is not healthy. 
So what can be done uh, if if Mayor John Tory is, uh, you know, not making it happen with more and more public debates, which could be uh, broadcast on television or on radio and and all uh, all those who are uh, all those who would be affected by uh, the new mayor can tune in and listen. What can be done to 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 create a, a situation where those candidates can be uh uh, uh, talking it out face to face, where it's not just you know one person doing a press conference and another reacting to it across the city. Well, so here's the first step, and this is what the mayor and his election campaign team can do. They could say yes to to um, invitations to debate. So as we speak, Sarah Clement Haga, who's a you know she was a candidate last time, is asking all the uh, mayoral de- candidates to participate in an online. Debates, you know, it's not the best thing, but it's not nothing. Um, and there will be other invitations, and he could say yes to those, um, and he should say yes to those. He's been the mayor for eight years. Um, he's got a record. He's got, you know, things he wants to do. He should engage with the voters. That's uh, that's uh, table stakes, in my opinion. Um, and you know, the you know, deploying. Um, the sort of the quiet strategy, the front runner strategy and avoiding debates like that is not on. It's just it's it's unacceptable. Um, the second thing is, is that I think that going forward, um, we need to sort of think about how we um, ha- how we manage this part of an election, because, uh, you know, municipal elections are different than provincial and federal elections in that there are no parties. And um, so they're sort of less structured. There's a low barrier to entry um, to become a, a mayoral candidate. You know, you you know, you put up a few bucks and you um, sign a few forms and suddenly you're running for mayor. Um, but I think that we could set up an elections commission, an independent election uh, debates commission, excuse me, and, you know, have a way of of formatting and scheduling debates well ahead of time. So everybody knows it's coming. And then to ensure that um, you know, that those debates happen and they happen in a broad forum. Um, and then, you know, and then if the candidate doesn't want to participate, it's it's on them. But, you know, this should be a structured part of uh, Toronto's election um, system. And, and you write about how um, the debate system has been a key in uh, hearing about names that then later do be go on to become mayor. For example, uh, David Miller, who uh, went on later to become mayor, but we first saw him in a debate situation. Talk to us a little bit about how this debates not only help us with uh, the upcoming election and just making our decision more as a more informed voter, but also help us understand those candidates that may run again in five, six, ten years as we see them grow as, as politicians and as public figures. Okay, well, so let's start with one name, John Tory. So David Miller uh, went into the 2003 campaign with a very low, um, you know, recognition, but he was a sitting city councillor, right? So he had a platform, he had a constituency, he had all these things. Um, By today's metrics and benchmarks, John Tory in 2003 would have been considered a fringe candidate and Mm -hmm. would likely have not have, you know, passed muster being up on the stage with other you know, elected or previously elected um, uh, candidates. He had no public profile. He had, you know, he, like he was really starting from scratch. He had no political experience as an elected official. Um, So, you know, 
but he got on that stage and he was, a, you know, he I watched a lot of those debates. He was a good debater. Miller was a good debater. Um, you know, and they they had a really uh, they had a really lively um, series of debates about different aspects of the city, about, you know, transit, about um, the waterfront, about policing and guns and gangs and so on. And, you know, Miller won, not by much. And Tory used the profile that he'd gained and the credibility that he'd gained um, to, you know, to go on and build his political career, which led to him be, becoming mayor. So there's no way that the incumbent mayor should be able to cut off the oxygen of future candidates. I mean, it's not, it's completely unacceptable. And that's exactly what he's doing. Um, you know, mm -hmm. he's ensuring that the future John Tory or the future David Miller or is not able to get up on that stage and, you know, and share their ideas and engage. And I mean, I'm not sure how we got to this place. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's a part of the democratic process. And, you know, the person that you see on stage is not always the one that wins, but we often then hear more and more about them and we feel more, we feel more aligned with what they're saying. And then maybe years later, we decide, okay, we're going to vote for that, uh, for, vote for that candidate. Right. Thank you so much, uh, John, for joining us today on the program and uh, bringing us up to date on this story, because it's a really important one. Thanks so much, Rubina. That's John Lawrence. He's a senior editor of Spacing uh, Magazine.